he was like inchworming <laughs> little did he know he fucking found an upwards nail an inchworm oh yeah. directly into the nail and didn't realize it <laughs> And so we found him, got picked him up, and we're like trying to take him back. And we're like, bro, are you good? And he was like, Yeah. And he had blood just like fucking dripping down his face. And we're like, oh, <laughs> like, oh fuck. Like, we, we, is he good? Like, you, I, he's not good. I already, like- Welcome to the 100th episode of The Cast That Ends Creation. I'm your host, Chris Deering. This is the show where interview bands and public figures from the MathCore, MathCore adjacent communities. If you beautiful people in chat have any questions or comments, feel free to drop them in. I'll try to read them aloud. If you like the sub, you get access to some exclusive emotes, as well as access to the interviews before they hit YouTube and other streaming platforms. Uh, you can also sub for free by attaching an Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. It's like taking five bucks from Jeff Bezos' pocket and putting it into mine. Watching us on YouTube, listening to us in your car, and I have no idea what I'm talking about. The show is first shown live on Twitch. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at twitch.tv slash the cast ends creation for the live cast. With all that out of the way, let me introduce our guest today who dropped their debut EP, uh, Oratorio, last Friday. Welcome in, or last Friday, last, like in June. I, I, I got my notes mixed up. It's in June. It's in June. Uh, welcome in, Funeral Singer. How's it going? Hello. <laughs> was I right? Was it released in June or was it released last Friday? It was June. It was it was June. <laughs> a little bit of Which both. Which is it feels like last Friday, so That's it. It feels like it was several years ago. It's both. Yeah, well, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, we, yeah. we did record it like several years ago, it feels like. Yeah, I mean uh, it was literally over a year ago. And, 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 <laughs> so uh <laughs> tell us who you are, what you do in the band. I guess we'll start with Zane. Uh so I'm Zane. Uh I am the front vocalist. I don't know, as opposed to a back vocalist, I guess, but <laughs> Um, yeah. you, you stand in the front you don't stand in the back i guess well i mean it matters it matters on the time um yeah sometimes he'll hide behind the drum kit if i'm chasing him with my guitar but yeah <laughs> kyle what about you all right hello i'm kyle i i do drums for funeral singer i'm the back drummer <laughs> <All right>. um <laughs> I'm uh, Patrick. I do guitar and bottom vocals. I'm Jared. I do uh, even more power, even more bottom vocals, and uh, lead guitar. <laughs> I'll never uh, accept I'm... that name. I'd just rather be guitar number two. <laughs> I'm Tommy. Uh, I hit the big strings. It's a good time. Let's go, Thomas. <laughs> Thomas, I don't know if you could, if you could, but if you could turn yourself down just a little bit, I didn't realize how, how loud you were. Um, here. So you guys started your Facebook in June of 2019. Uh, it's been about two years now. Uh, how'd you guys get together? Oh boy, oh, so, this is a this that, is a long Patrick that, and Zane conversation. Right. So, uh, so me and Patrick, uh, the I think the Tad guy that's like somewhere below me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we uh, have been playing in bands since about sophomore year of high school, and um, we'd played in two bands prior together to this one, and uh, after that last band kind of broke up about two, almost three years ago now. Um, yeah, 20, wow, it's been longer than that. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, I guess like four years. Uh we uh we kind of got together um we were living with each other at the time and mm-hmm. we were just like yeah we both want to continue doing music uh and we kind of were just trying to 
fuck around and figure out like fuck around what, and find out. Yeah, what really <laughs> uh stuck with us and what we really liked. Um, I actually listened to some of y'all's old stuff today. Uh, Patrick sent me some links. It's some good stuff, man. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, we uh yeah, so we just started writing shit. Uh, then eventually we uh went to a studio and recorded white knight actually originally yeah 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 and uh went and uh we kind of posted that around uh i think you could probably still find it somewhere like on our did take down the old version right yeah how did we take it down okay yeah and um we kind of just used that to like get the rest of our members for the most part uh and it only helped so much though yeah it really helped it really helped a lot Uh, (laughs) and um yeah that's the and it's kind of just been uh clearly smooth sailing ever since <laughs> oh, no oh my God. perfect dream ride ever since um, well i remember when like jared first joined oh, no. uh we were like out <laughs> eating with our grandparents and jared's like bro yeah. check this song out i'm joining this band isn't that epic oh my god <laughs> that is so cringe no. so like whenever we were back in um so we were in an old post-hardcore band called a place to stay and we like had at that period uh discovered fear before the march of flames and it just basically turned into like that's what i want to do and then um the band we started after that we said that's what we wanted to do but none of us really had any clue what we were doing <laughs> like or like <laughs> yeah we were still like, like seniors in high school keeping so, the local yeah. scene alive yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um if, after that stuff then we were like all right this is what we said we wanted to do we're actually going to figure out what the fuck we're doing and uh now we're playing uh math core well hell yeah math how core. did y'all meet yeah. up with uh with everybody else so I guess I was gonna tell Jared's story. That might be Jared's thing to tell. Veto <laughs> <You> that, <laughs> Mr. Executive Power over here. No, no, apparently. I feel like I should tell mine first because that segues into you. Yeah, that's okay. what. That's why I started. So go ahead. So I'm gonna try not to be super long-winded, but when I was 15, mm-hmm. I found I found that a place to stay because I was trying to like get into the local scene. I'm 21 for reference and I was trying to get into the local scene and I found that I was like oh shit and I was like into heavy music and stuff like that like I was listening to a lot of bullet my valentine and uh event sevenfold but that doesn't really count but <laughs> but still I mean like that was like you know more or less my introduction to this sort of stuff and I found that I was like oh yeah this fucks like I'm super stoked on local bands that make sounds that I like um so I was like trying to be pals with Patrick and we would like talk every here and there and I came out to a couple of their first or shows um and then uh I fell into a well of depression and stopped being a person for a while. Um, but after that, uh, tried to be buddies with Patrick again. And he was like, Hey, we're looking for a bass player. And I was, I had been in a couple of bands at this point. And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's do it. So I was, um, their bass player for a while and then fell back into another well of depression and quit. Like I quit everything in my life. I had like nothing. And God damn, uh, dude, that sucks, man. It looks like you're doing better now, though. I did not mean to get, like... (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's all good, man. It's about, like, showing that y'all are human, you know what I mean? So uh... Human. Oh. Um, Yeah, so I was was a bass player for a while, and we wrote some stuff together and practiced for a while. We were, like, at this dude's house. That didn't, you know, that didn't work out. I fell off, and then I, like, hit him up, like, a month... Or not a month, like, a year later, and I was like, hey, I... I want to get back into music again and I want to play guitar. And I remember I liked this band and I liked Patrick and like the vibes and everything. So wanted to get back into that. And that was like, what, two years ago? Yeah. 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 More, more or less two years ago. 
and uh, it's been all downhill ever since. Um, <laughs> um, um, but then after that, uh, the band, the band with with and without me has been through like 10 drummers and tons of other, yeah tons of other people so oh really were, a lot of lineup changes then yeah yeah no i mean like you, I we've said, only played three shows so like <laughs> well, i was wondering why it took y'all two years to get an ep out but now it's a it's kind oh, of okay. well, yeah. also um, covid so oh yeah I mean, yeah yeah. Sure. yeah so yeah all the songs that we had written um for the ep were written like literally two years ago and yeah. if not so, longer yeah yeah um like going off of what he said though or they said um we we're trying to we basically had like a lineup that we had figured out for the most part um and then a drummer said some not good things and we were immediately like all right like get out or whatever it's like a thing of like whenever somebody like expresses like a shitty opinion it like that's like reflects the face of the band and it's like we're all like pretty progressive and stuff so it's like like we can't like have that and uh so we i'm glad y'all did that and just like you know kicking them out yeah awesome yeah but then obviously we were out a drummer and uh little bro plays drums and kyle's my little brother by the way yeah we are related yeah (laughs) okay I see it. I see the big forehead gang. Big forehead gang. It's the genetic five head. Um, but yeah, I was like, little bro play, plays drums, and like was excited about that. And he he was like seventeen when he joined. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Um, so I just you know asked Kyle. Was like, I mean, actually, Patrick and I had been talking about getting mm-hmm. Kyle for a while, and we were sort of like, we don't know if he's ready and this sort of well, stuff. Kyle actually like, ghosted like, me once. Like yeah, man. Like he actually messaged me and was like, uh, "Hey, man, you looking for a drummer?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, sure." And you were still in high school or whatever. Yeah, we were like, I was like, "All right, well, I mean, like, if you can like actually like like play our stuff or whatever, like, sick." And then uh, I just didn't hear back for a while. Biggest mistake was messaging us again. Yeah. Well, I remember Patrick had asked me like multiple times and I, I turned you down each time because I just like personally didn't feel ready. I think that was after that encounter because when you like uh, yeah, replied yeah. and said, go for it, I was like, oh, I am not ready for this. Yeah. So I just like, I just like kept turning it down. And then like one day you guys asked me again, I was like, sure, I'll give it a shot, I guess. Yeah, it was no, no, Jared, Jared literally called you and go, hey, you still play drums, right? <laughs> <laughs> like all right learn this song and come to band yeah. practice yeah like, during me like a like, week it was coming. just like learn the song i was like i dude so it was white <laughs> night and yeah they a lot of the drummers that we had been through had had trouble with like sort of the timing of the front part or the beginning the front <laughs> the beginning <laughs> part front vocals, as uh, opposed yeah. to the back part <laughs> um, yeah had time with the beginning part which is weird because the four four part and there's a lot of other parts that are not but anyway and mm. Kyle came in and like knew bits and pieces of the song and like obviously like had never played with a group before. So there's like that like first dynamic you got to, you know, work through and yeah. fast. Um, but like after, you know, like working through it, he could play the first part. And we we're like, well, shit, this is already better than a uh, lot of everybody others. else. Yeah, had, pretty much yeah. everything else that we've, we've had. And uh, it's been all been all good and fun from there. But yeah, now we can nice. now we can talk about Kyle. Yeah, so. I mentioned earlier Patrick asked me a few times I said no because I just like I didn't feel ready I wasn't really confident in my like drumming ability because I've been playing since I was I don't know like fourth grade I was 11 or 12 
Yeah, dude. Something like that. But I never like played with a group and I always just like played the songs in my head and I just knew I wasn't like up to par for it. So I kept turning them down. And then Jared called me. I was like, eh, I'll give it a shot. I'll see where it goes. And then like it was actually like going places and I was like getting a hang of the songs. And like at the same time, they're also like teaching me like how to play the drums better than I was. Yeah. And so we just like kept like adding on songs and songs. I was like slowly getting the hang of it and like learning and like exponentially growing as a drummer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm and... super proud of you, dude. Oh yeah, man. I uh, just real quickly then... wanted to shout out some people that uh inevitably june nice to see you uh he seems to be into the big forehead gang as well uh, <laughs> fluffy uffy what's up yeah man? Every, everybody can stick their fucking foreheads <laughs> <laughs> my, my, mine's pretty bad too uh <laughs> echo beauty terror and uh chunks barkley love seeing you guys in here all the time and uh the kylo nine how's it going um, i am so, the kylo nine. Oh, are you okay <laughs> uh <laughs> so thomas how'd you get in the band man um me and Jared actually played another band during high school called the Gansfeld Experiment. And I don't know, I moved off to go to college. I moved about two hours north and I'm still here now. But <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I left during that. And then Jared asked me if I wanted to try out for bass for this. So I've been kind of making that commitment to be driving almost two hours to and fro Jesus. every other week for practice. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, hey, I mean, this is a good band to do it for. Like, I, I really feel like you guys got a future, like for real. Um, Thank you. This, how, long is this, how long has this lineup happened for? How long have you guys been together? March of twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah. February yeah, yeah. Oh, or March nice. twenty twenty. Um, yeah. No. So in uh, what is it? It was in January that we asked Thomas to join, and then we it was played. okay. Yeah, and then we um played a show in February, and we had another legend. Show. That was March. That was March 7th or 9th. Oh, well, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we had another show booked for like a couple of weeks later, and then the venue burned down, and then COVID happened. So, okay, yeah. so this um, lineup's been pretty stable then. That's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, we, we sucked together through all the um, pandemic and, like, are obviously still together, so it's going well. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you dropped Oratorio back in June. Uh, definition of that of Oratorio would be a large-scale musical work for orchestra and voices, typically narrative on a religious theme, performed without the use of costumes, scenery, or action. So uh, obviously, this I don't think this is religious. I mean, it seems like it's about a bunch of social issues and stuff, right? Yeah, uh, it's actually. I mean, there's there's some religious themes. Yeah, there's it. some themes in there. Um, like with the uh, White Knight specifically, uh, there's actually two Jim Jones uh, snippets of it at the beginning and end. Um, mm. and so, uh, yeah, there's, there's a bit of, uh, religious, I mean, basically the whole EP ended up kind of almost being a concept of a sense where like each song talks about a different version of abuse, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And mm. so, uh, yeah, why not end up becoming the like religious abuse, uh, that we see in people. Mm. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. That one was actually uh, my favorite song. I really like that. Uh, that oh, that's that is our oldest song. That was, yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> really that like, was uh, written actually from a uh, coming. Me and Patrick were coming down from a yeah, uh, massive trip, trip. and uh, <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah, yeah brother. Um, what is it? Do that more. Yeah, no, we <laughs> we were coming down from an acid trip, and uh, I like on on the come down like 
which I guess is like a normal thing, like like really creative and stuff. Yeah, and uh, like euphoria in your head. Like yeah. That. And I used to um, write on a like iPad on GarageBand. Dude, that was the worst. So you don't it's even terrible. understand. It was like, You'd put the speaker just like right in your ear. Be like, listen to this and turn off full volume. <laughs> <laughs> With the cords still like plugged in and everything. <laughs> All the cords are dangling from the fucking thing. Yeah. The screen shattered and like missing in place. Yeah, yeah. It was really bad, but Dude, like the ha- the bottom like section of the screen didn't work, so you couldn't program drums. You had to like turn it over. Yeah, to program like to type. And- so you were constantly having like. <laughs> yeah, it was like absolutely shattered. Like it's definitely a band ran over by a car and like multiple axes. Right. Yeah. And- <laughs> um. But yeah, oh, no, man. we were coming down from an acid trip, and actually, like from the. Like, I, I don't, I don't think this is a thing that even like, uh, like I like said to you, but, um, the first time that you were in the band, um, you had, uh, sat down with me and we were going to, like, even though you played bass, um, I was like, oh, we are also a guitarist and like, yeah. we want everybody to be involved. So we sat down and tried to write a song and, um, we were trying to go for like a, like Josh Scoggin era, like Norma Jean thing, but, um, it didn't, <laughs> it just didn't sound good, but there was yeah. one one chord from it like it was like just like palm mutes or whatever but um whenever i was tripping i was like i remember coming down i was like i remember liking that and instead of uh like just doing the palm mute thing i actually like played it out and then um accidentally played it in like nine eight and was like oh that sounds cool and uh then i recorded that that verse yes the verse for white knight um that nah yeah um and then like that was like, like, okay, I have somewhere to start from and then like wrote the rest of the song. And then um, Zane and I sat down and did vocals and we went to, a, like we said, like a buddy who did recording stuff. And um, at that point there was like another guitarist working with us, um, but he like would either not talk to us for like weeks or like whenever we would hang out, like start like complaining and like having issues and stuff. And uh, oh, we actually recorded that way after. Um, <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we, so, so we actually uh recorded that uh song way after that was back um that was in 2018 or like 20 or like i i wrote that like like i think that was the summer before i joined the band is when that came yeah. out yeah like it is an old song but it had to be oh, it's dope as hell man yeah it's yeah. actually really hard to nail down your sound exactly because uh, you're definitely mathcore, but you borrow from like the uh, post-hardcore stuff, melodic uh, metalcore, more of the chuggy hardcore stuff. Kind of blend it all together in this crazy melting pot that uh, I, I feel like you bring the elements of all those genres that make a song epic. And so all your songs are like super epic. And uh, my, my favorite... My favorite two songs are T-Shirt of Bricks to start off because that opening riff is just perfect for starting it's off. It's just power from the beginning. It's wow. so good. And uh, White Knight because of, of the, uh, uh, the the chorus, like I was saying. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's really catchy, but it's also like kind of challenging at the same time. So like I feel like you hit like kind of this perfect mark. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm like super impressed by the EP. I'm really looking forward to a full length. I think that you guys have like a really good future ahead of you guys. Um, Thanks, man. So yeah, what are the influences going into this? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh-oh. Zane. Um, so, uh, influences. Um, I think a lot of it came from... Uh, we had a lot of, like, guitar riffs that were really heavily influenced from The Bled. Yeah, um, The Bled's, like, my favorite band. <laughs> and then, uh, like, a lot of Norma Jean. Um, and then Heavy, Heavy, the Lolo. Singer. Yeah, Heavy, Heavy, Lolo. Yeah, Heavy, Heavy, Lolo. 
and then Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yeah, those are those are like the main influences. Dude, I remember Drop Dead Gorgeous from. Huh. Dude, that's my favorite. Why band. Hear like yeah, that yeah. In, in the wild. That's cool. Dude, so <laughs> Zane gets wet for Drop Dead Gorgeous. They're so fucking good. Yeah. Dude, every time, every time after a show, someone's like, "Yo, you guys sounded like a uh, heavy, heavy Lolo," and we go until Zane, and Zane just melts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just I, happy I, I, tears immediately. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, but like the actually, it's like talking on White Knight. Like literally, um, you you remember the song by the Blood called uh, "Last American Cowboy." I honestly never listened to the Blood. Okay, no, nothing wrong. <laughs> oh, you should look at him. Um, well, nothing wrong. You should go listen. Yeah. All right, this, this podcast yeah. is over. I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah, no. Um, Kyle doesn't listen to music. Get out of here. <laughs> so, uh, the, hey. blood, the blood's really cool because they're, like, uh, they're not quite as, like, grimy as, like, a lot of other, like, mathcore bands of the period, but they were also still had, like, the really weird, like, time signature changes and just, like, strange riffs and yeah. stuff. And um, Really rooted in post-hardcore, but they still have, yeah. like, math and, like, look at me, I play guitar. Yeah, and um, off of their second album, of Found in the Flood, there's a song called uh, um, The Last American Cowboy. And oh, the- Are you going to take off your pants? Oh. Uh, Okay. Oh yeah, no, I have the blood tattoo on my right leg or whatever. It's oh, okay. uh, past, it says past the flask and it's like a skeleton hand holding a flask or whatever. Um it's my favorite record by them. But either way, the chorus of uh um, Last American Cowboy, like it had this like weird kind of like like almost upbeat, like partyish kind of sound to it. Um, but it was still like their normal, like, I don't know, like darker sounding riffage. And I wanted to write something like that. And so that's how the chorus from White Knight came to be. Whereas like the, um, the, like the high twangy stuff over, um, what is it like? Just straight chords is. Oh, it is some yeah. sick riffage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you can't tell, we're actually uh, huge music nerds. Yeah, <laughs> fucking love music uh, for the most part. I love sometimes. Music. I fucking love that, bro. Yeah, you like music? I like music. <laughs> Let's bang. I want to go off on a tangent. Okay, Uh-oh. so Uh-oh. when I when I joined the band, I joined the band with four out of the five songs of the CP already written, and I was lead guitar because yeah. like we were under the the, the like. Like, you know how, like, classic rock bands had the, like, rhythm guitar player and the lead guitar player, and they occupied different spaces. Like, mm-hmm. even if they're playing the same chords, they were, like, in different sonic spaces. Okay. So that was, like, the sort of mentality that I came into it with. Mm-hmm. And I wrote all of the second guitar, lead guitar parts on top of, like, the stuff that was already written mm-hmm. and, like, helps tweak structure and, like, do drums and, like, that sort of stuff. Yeah, because we played as a four-piece for a while as yeah. well. But I was, like, at the time, I was really into, like, atonal prog or whatever, just, like, big nerd music. Um, So, like, a lot of the lead stuff is just, like, like real screamy notes and real, like, like, if he's playing, like, chug-chug half-step, I'm, like, chug-chug a half-step that's, like, way higher or something like that, or, mm-hmm. like, some, like, weird slidey tritone thing. Like, um, yeah, we were just talking about influences, so I was... I was well, I mean, that. shit like that like makes it. it really dynamic, and, and it sounds it sounds good, yeah. man. Like for, for for real, for real. This EP is really really good. I don't want y'all thinking I'm like just saying that. I can't think of anyone else, of other bands that have released EPs. I know I've seen like I've heard, uh, heard a couple of them this year, but dude, y'all's has to be the best one. Oh, obviously, it's the only <laughs> one I can you. remember, but like it's really fucking good. Like <laughs> seriously, go I'm really looking forward to a full. No, hell yeah! Thanks, man. Yeah, dude, you have to go listen to uh, Possession 1981s. Dude, they're super good. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually mastered it. I mastered it. 
Oh, oh shit! Really? Yeah. 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 What the fuck? No idea. Dude, this is such a fucking small world. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, like I was talking to Victor or whatever about um, what is it? Uh, so it was like, yeah, I started talking a little bit like right before um the EP actually came out or whatever, and um, like whenever we were talking about music and stuff, I was like, Dog Will Feast, like is. I I have been I've been listening to that like basically every day or whatever waiting for like Dude, that EP to come out. Wait and a second, like, hold on, hold on. You just did a full like. I know it's really good. I did it. I, <laughs> I, I, that's, that I know it's good. <laughs> that's fucking funny. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's uh, normally Patrick, which is why. This oh is my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, oh, that's fucking funny. <laughs> So uh, the writing process, is it primarily one person directing it or are you guys just kind of bringing things in and seeing what sticks to the wall? Uh, yeah. So the- it used to be like Patrick would write shit and then we'd build off of it. Kyle, so we had real the quick, can, you, can you turn yourself down just a little bit? You're peeking Yeah, my laptop, bit. sorry. Shut the fuck. <laughs> I'll just move my mic away. Is that better? It, say something real quick. It, hello. I'm talking. Yeah, if you can move it a little bit further away or just turn yourself down at the source a little bit. That, that'd be- I got you. I can do that. Yeah, just put Kyle's mic across the room. <laughs> I, I'm a loud person. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it's all good, man. It's it's just technology. I, I got you. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Maybe my app won't work. Um, so yeah, when like this band was like getting going, Patrick was like the main writer for it, and so we had the joke going just like all the time that is Patrick's band because Patrick would be like, "I here's the here's the song." Yeah, yeah he got the entire out. song. You guys all need to learn this entire song that I wrote. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, well, I mean, that was like how it was like in that like EP time. Yeah, I mean, and, like it kind of had yeah. to be like that to an extent as well because we were literally like, yeah. like Zane and I were the only uh, like only consistent members. Before, before. Yeah, yeah. To be yeah, so to be fair, like it was for a long time. Uh, for most of the EP that we released in uh, June, uh, we had already had those songs completely written on just about everything except for like drums for the most part. And even then we had an idea of like how the drums were written. Yeah. And so uh, we had, since we had like gone through multiple different drummers, um, they had each kind of like done their own iteration. Um, And it wasn't until like, you know, we actually went to the studio and worked with Ben Turkovich. Yeah. We love Ben. Yeah. Ben's great. Uh, when we went and worked with him uh, that we actually like fully kind of nailed down uh, all of those songs and really like had them concrete into what they were, except for white Knight. white Knight is the only one that has not yeah, changed. Had, yeah did not. And it was like, like the drum part changed a little bit and that's about it. Yeah. yeah. I played like slightly different parts than what was like recorded yeah. on the first iteration, but yeah, that was like more or less the same. Everything else like, yeah, I mean, huge shout out to Ben. We wouldn't be where we are without him. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, we went to the studio and we were like, we value your opinion and want to hear it. And he helped, like, he was like, yeah, I recognize your vision and I feel like we can do these things to, like, take it to the next level. Yeah, and he like, really, like, took us from here to here. Dude, just like Some of it was like, um, yeah, we're all adults here. And he would just delete our tweets. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> okay so god damn it he came to a bonfire of ours like uh so jared and i lived together um and he came to a um ben came to a bonfire and uh what is it looks down in the fire and there's like a piece of like cardboard or whatever or kindling that is underneath the fire but it needs to be in a different spot to like actually help keep it going more and so i like watch him like 
by himself. Nobody's talking to him. He just looks at it and goes, uh, we're all adults here. And then reaches his hand into the fire. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I don't know. <laughs> just like, all I could think of is we're all adults here. Yeah. That has been an inside you, you joke for a fat fucking minute now. Yeah. Now it's been finally shared with the world. Oh, I, I appreciate you sharing. Um, Unneeded <laughs> tangent. <laughs> oh, it looks like uh, someone actually com- or commented in the stream uh, yeah. asking on uh, if we can hope for a. I was about to ask album. about that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's uh, this next release is going to be another EP, uh, and it should be out pretty soon. Here uh, we have some stuff coming for it. Um, but, uh, yeah. it's looking like, uh, hopefully a full, full release might be within the next year or so. So yeah, no promises, no promise. We'll find yeah, a way to, no to delay it, but, and so like talking about like all the music being old or whatever, and like the, uh, writing styles and stuff, like we immediately, once we, um, right after we like put out the EP, we'd already been like working on new stuff since we actually had like all members that are wanting to like actually like contribute and yeah. so yeah I right well, also you've been indoors for like how long with like lockdowns and stuff like yeah, that. Like, yeah i would yeah, expect yeah. you to write some new stuff yeah yeah, yeah I wanna, so I wanna, like do the second half of this tangent real quick yeah um, okay. so so fuck i don't remember where i left off but um yeah after after oh we were talking about ben right, right oh yeah yeah so so we learned a shit ton from ben like we learned a lot of like we're all adults here is kind of his catchphrase and he just you know would like eat our transition or would just say okay we'll just move this part way over here yeah and we're like uh somehow that's way better yeah um, <laughs> yeah his production uh, skills are insane he just knows where things go yeah but yeah um, uh, it seems like a lot of bands are get, having like people help them like actually craft songs and stuff, songs yeah. and stuff like that like uh, there's been a couple of bands that have talked about having people intimately involved in writing it seems to go mm-hmm. really well yeah, yeah ben, ben's yeah. like it, it is it is intimately but like we still we still like write all this stuff and we have like a full song like a full idea like we would be content with releasing this and then he's like you guys are at 95 percent, and i know how to take you to 105 percent. you know for sure I mean? yeah yeah stuff like that's awesome man it, it's good that people that are super hands-on yeah. um let's and talk we'll about the production Oh, I'm sorry. What's up? I was going to say, when we went to the studio, we we're like, hey, since you know how to like write things good, here are our songs. Make them better. Is basically how our <laughs> process went. Like, we still like, wanted to like maintain visions and shit like that. But yeah. yeah. But ever since then, I mean, Ben's basically become our like surrogate sixth member for the most part. <laughs> he, and he, drummer. He yeah. is like our sixth member. <laughs> yeah. um, and yeah, drummer. Like, what do you mean, and drummer? Yeah. About Kyle. Uh, he drummer. makes me good. He's the only reason to sound good on those. Yeah. <laughs> well, like on that on that first EP, a lot of the drums were written by Patrick and I, mm. and then Kyle just played them. Um, okay. But now with our now with our newer stuff, it's a lot more of a collaborative. It, yeah, so so yeah. So when we we learned a lot of shit from Ben, and after I joined, I'm like super fucking neurotic. And I would like hear a riff Patrick played and be like, oh, n- n- almost, almost. Mm-hmm. And like, not not quite. And then I would like play it back to him in like a different way. And we're like, oh, okay. And we'd like build it's, off of that. Yeah. So now our, now our writing style has like shifted. It's no longer like Patrick's band. Like yeah. it's, it's it really is much more everyone's. of a collaborative. Yeah, mu- yeah, it's really everyone's. But yeah, it's, it's much more of a collaborative process. Well, it's like, good. So y'all like stepping it up now. Stepping it yeah. Up. yeah. It's only been like a year, year and a half long process of like learning how to like write together. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, we are, we are still learning. Like we are 100% not there, but we are, 100, <laughs> we are 100% getting there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I feel well, I'm like interested to see what the new stuff sounds like then if uh, y'all have changed oh, it up dude, so much. Me I'm too. I'm stoked because it's, it's so much it's more, more like, mathy. It, but it's, it's also more of our influences. Yeah. So it's not, yeah. so I always joked that the like old sound that not the old sound, cause we haven't even, but the, the sound that we have is like metalcore pretending to be mathcore. Yeah. Metalcore with a hat on. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like the nose crime. and goggles disguise. <laughs> yeah. It's false. It's, it's actually false crime. Um, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, this this new thing is a lot more like math influence and a bit less core influence. But I feel like the songwriting is way better. Like, I feel like in each one of the songs, there's like clear themes and definitions that we're building off of. Like, mm-hmm. A lot of them have like a, a thesis statement riff or part or vocal hook that the rest of the song is like is is centered around yeah like, this is the important part and then these are like all of the derivations and it, it makes it like a lot easier to listen to and easier to follow even though like if you were to write it down you know math core it would look like fucking gibberish with time signatures and the key changes and stuff like that and that's another thing as well though like uh one of the things that was like really big with working with ben was like we're and it sounds kind of dumb but like the mindset kind of became um writing math core as pop like and like that that might sound stupid initially but more of the idea of like yeah no not not like selling out um, (laughs) as much but more in like so normally whenever you write a pop song you have like a kind of a central idea or whatever that or a hook that like grabs a person's attention and then you're basically um, playing around with that um trying to not overdo too much or and make it accessible enough for the listener that they like can be engaged without having or without having to try to be engaged right it's just good song structure yeah yeah, yeah. i write something thing. catchy and you, you bring it back every once in a while yeah yeah, yeah. and, and even if i tried to like, like a ridiculous dissonant thing in 5 8 you know? yeah like, and we still like try to like yeah yeah we're trying to like balance and find find like like we still want to do ridiculous math core stuff but we also want it to be listenable yeah <laughs> you know i feel yeah. like y'all have already accomplished this like that's exactly what's on the ep so we're getting better then we're getting more mathy with still the listenability well i mean yeah, that's yeah. another thing like especially like learning about like um the way to like place drums and stuff like that like there's um some parts on, or there's a part in one of the new songs where it's like it's stupid math bullshit yeah but um we the drums are yeah and it's just like you can just headbang to it, even though there's like it's, this it's like not really odd forward. timing yeah. happening. No, yeah. but it, it just feels groovy, even though. Mm. And I mean, yeah, there's that that kind of shit's important. Uh, inevitably, June says, "I love that it's everyone's band." Shows that you grown as an artist. Uh, it could yeah, be Tara sure. saying that. Uh, love the idea of trying to make chaotic math core with pop structures. Uh, I like that too. What about um, pop music with math breakdowns? Ooh, there you yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> well, that's the next M- uh, MGK like album right there. <laughs> So let's keep talking about recording process. Uh, you were talking about production recording done uh, with Ben Tur- Turkovic, uh, Covenant Studios. Uh, mixing was also done by Ben. And mastering was done by Brad B- Brad Boatwright because everybody is, man. Like, almost every <laughs> record, every band that I talk to, their record has been mastered by Brad Boatwright. Yeah. I mean, crazy. the dude does it right. He <laughs> just does it Brad Boatwright. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just basically, laughs> We didn't know who to go to for mastering or whatever. Yeah. Um, so we were looking at like some of our influences. Oh, like, no, I, I just asked Connie or whatever, like, who'd you guys go to for your record? And uh, she was like, oh, Brad Boatwright. Um, he does all of our stuff. And I was like, I sick. And 
Here we are. Yeah. And it was that easy. Yeah. No, no, literally it was. Like you go to the website, you book a time, and then you just send them the files, and two weeks later you get fucking god tier. Yeah. Uh, you're like, okay, this is good. <laughs> uh yeah. Let's talk about the art. Speaking of uh, Sea Space Cowboy, uh, Connie Scarbasa did your artwork. We got it up yeah. on stream now. Uh, tell us uh, what it's about. What's it supposed to represent? Uh, that's like, I mean, that's, that's kind of like, like a, a mix of a bunch of our uh, different deals, right? So, I mean, uh, White Knight kind of being the focal point of uh, the EP, that was kind of like, I don't know, showing off the... I don't know, religious symbolism um, that was in that song. Uh, yeah, I mean, Connie, Connie did all of our shit uh, for the most part. I mean, the Oratorio, uh, Oratorio EP cover, uh, actually our uh, logo, and then actually our shirt here, if this is like... Oh, I got, yeah, to, I to show uh, you can go on ahead. Yeah, yeah. Show our shit. It, like... Where are y'all That's selling true. that, by the way? You don't have a merch tab on Bandcamp. I had no merch. We're working on it. We're yeah, working we're working on, on it. Like, um, we've been selling them at shows and stuff, and, like, people have messaged me and, uh, what is it, tried to, like, and we're, like, going to mail it to them, like, yeah. before we have the... Uh, um, the link up and everything. Yeah, the link up. Like, it, it's not that we don't want to sell it to people, like, across the country or, like, in other places. It's just, just like... We're all a little smooth-brained. <laughs> we're, we're really busy. <laughs> And it's honestly a already, like a thing that we're gonna get to like pretty fast, actually. Um, okay. so, like, I mean, otherwise, like if anybody wants to like hit up our page or or like on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that, yeah, we will, um, yeah, we will like send it to you or whatever. It's just free merch store. Then, merch store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> until then, or but yeah, we're also gonna have some new stuff with uh, with the exciting things that's happening later that we can't all the way talk about yet. But we're gonna have some new stuff. <laughs> yeah. Super stoked for that too. Uh, but in, uh, along with the artwork, you also had an awesome music video. Oh, but, dude. Um, dude. Uh, Child met with Alex did that shit well. Shout out to Alex for that. Alex who's who's Alex? I guess just a ba uh, band friend. Oh, Alex? Alex, Alex is our videographer and the original OG drummer for Funeral Yeah, as well. I stole his job. Let's plug him <laughs> um, He was, whenever he first joined, um, he was like really, really fucking busy because he was doing videography stuff um, for like an actual like firm. Um, yeah, but he like started he was doing like corporate shit. Yeah, like actual like commercials. And, and he stuff. worked on like uh, Wipeout as well, like as a videographer. Uh, like yeah, he's, he's been um, doing shit. Yeah. yeah, and like mind you, like he's like our age or whatever. Like he's yeah. like um, 24, I think. Yeah, he's been yeah. in the scene for a second too. He used to be a drummer for an old band called Numerals here. Yeah, like yeah. a more like genty tech death band almost. Yeah. Oh, he um, did a really good job. Is this like his idea, or did y'all come to him with us? It was a collaborative effort. Like collaborative effort yeah. yeah. So he he basically like set us with a really great ground to work off of, which is just letting us talk out all of our bullshit. So thank you, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was he was basically like, yeah, just send me all of your chicken scratch, all of your ideas, like what whatever things you're thinking about, like how this thing makes you feel, what you want to portray, like what it's about. Just any anything you can think of that you like want to put into this, you can do. And then we like uh, spitballed some locations and some story ideas, and he sent us back this super sick pamphlet. Yeah. Dude, he sent us a pamphlet. We were so confused because we were like, what the fuck? We're like, yeah, dude, we were expecting a text 
like a text yeah. just saying like yep we're good to go and he sent us a whole ass pamphlet yeah it's that like, was like oh it, it's professionally done and like detailed out with like all of the plans and ideas he had and we we're like he had like drew some shit too yeah, like, yeah. Well, was, no, it was, it was like a, he drew some shit no i'm kidding but <laughs> like that's cool yeah, man like, I, I i'm glad y'all were able to hook up with someone that was professional about it yeah, he, yeah. he was great it was it was a really fun time working with him yeah absolutely yeah, think, but that's I a big important can... thing about band is like we we want to try to break out of like the local band mindset. Like it's definitely cool, like punk rock, do it in your basement, right? But we also are trying to get shit that sounds good and get music videos that we can be proud of and like go and show people because we are trying to like think on a national level. Yeah, you know you, I mean? if you're gonna put something out, oh, yeah, it man. has to be accessible on a national level for people nationally to want to listen to it because like you don't want people to be into you just because you're a local band for that specific reason right because otherwise then your engagement tops out at like your friends and family band. from yeah. the scene you know you want you want people like you who doesn't live anywhere fucking near here and sees this shit and is like wow this is cool you know mm. a lot of that comes with uh just like knowing uh, <laughs> that you're gonna have to that you're gonna have to spend some money as well. Yeah, I yeah. see like a lot of local bands nowadays. Um, like not saying that we're not a local band because we are, but yeah, um, sure. a lot of local bands nowadays that really just kind of cheap out on uh like production and then uh like content in general, like music videos, uh photos in general, and mm -hmm. I feel like that doesn't help. You know what I mean? Like you. Mm -hmm. You, if you pay for good stuff, you're gonna look good. Like, and and that helps a it's lot. Just, it's uh, sad to say because it like kind of like it can end up pricing out people that probably would have the talent or do have the creativity, but like yeah. just not the means. Uh, like at the same time, though, it's like again talking on the whole like um, you want to be you want to be accessible on a national level or like yeah. people can like you on a national level because you want somebody to hear you and their most immediate thought isn't oh this is a cool local band you want them to hear your stuff and be like oh man this is sick yeah and like yeah. that that's it <clears throat> and then like that's another thing like kind of going on with our scene right now as well like it's not necessarily like our scene's like in a kind of a funny place and so i've been like trying to think about like different like ways or like reasons that certain scenes like do well and stuff and one of the like big mentalities has been like what is it we need to bring more people into the scene or whatever and like yeah. a kind Our of like recently died so yeah we, yeah because like, everyone's working on rebuilding it and it's right. more of a well, like not just because of covid it ate itself alive like there was so much infighting and drama yeah. and all of that stuff but um yeah and that being said like it uh my mentality basically after that was like a good scene doesn't make good bands good bands make a good scene yeah, for sure. yeah. and you have to have bands that make people want to come out to a show not just because they like care about the local scene but because like oh man this local show is going to be fun because i'm going to go see some bands that i really like yeah and on that i'm really stoked about our local scene right now. oh yeah no our local scene's like actually like starting to really really pick up like we have this uh black metal band um Called, yeah purgatorium casey they're doing really well um yeah. snakehound's snake snake yeah. coming up snake is sick i heard their i think they did an album last year right mm -hmm. yeah they did a single um last year though um with josh barber actually um they actually yeah, recorded cool. an album with ben turkovic who we recorded with on drums and then they didn't end up putting it out. <laughs> I wouldn't have said that. Yeah, I wouldn't. They got a new okay. vocalist now, and they're coming back swinging. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah. Josh is back okay. into doing music. Josh is amazing. So you guys yeah. did another music video that I wanted to uh, ask about um, for the mountain, the crater. Are these pictures of you guys as kids? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So there, there, there are those for um, visualizers. Yeah. 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 Um, it's kind of like a, <laughs> why pictures, yeah. your uh, childhood pictures. That's, that's what that song's about. It's that about, child, about abuse. child abuse. So like, oh, all okay. of us in the band have experienced that. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. God damn. Uh, all right. Yeah. So that that shit hits home. And the person we were talking to about our socials, Casey Steinmiller. Mm. Um, did our photos at the time and was like helping us plan our release and like I, I don't know just kind of like hone in on our image that we were trying to go for so we wanted to have those uh, like be on Spotify you know like the tall things that play and, and then also like instead videos. of like a lyric video or whatever giving somebody like something that they can like watch or it can be like an atmosphere thing in the background whenever they're like listening to it hanging out doing whatever or and like it's better than just like a still image being right yeah. right it, it just it just visually looks better and then like i do want to um kind of explain a little bit like the mountain the crater is like one of my favorite songs especially like lyrically um it's basically about um recognizing the abuse that you had gone through like as a kid and kind of like rationalizing it or coming to terms with it as an adult hmm. um and like i don't know it's just it's a song that i'm really happy about and like most of the lyrics are written by Zane, and Zane did an awesome job. Gonna yeah. stroke your dick or whatever, yeah. but no, dude, Zane's fucking nuts. I will later. Remember how we were talking about how Patrick would like used to come with a full song and mm -hmm. then just hand it over. Right. If Zane's into the song, he would take like half an hour and a laptop and just like put on headphones, and then he would just come out with just God tier lyrics that just like flowed and fit the song and made everything better. We were like, what? How? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> always like this yeah so like one of the songs we went into the studio with like sort of really loose lyrical ideas and it's also the song that got like fucked up the most in the studio um and he just wrote it in the studio like as we were tracking and, yeah and, and like so he would go like do a line not we would go do a vocal line and then it would come back and like have the notepad and like write something down and try it and then it didn't work and then we'll go back and try something else and it worked and it was just that the whole time and then it just came out and it was super sweet there was like vocal hooks where we didn't even know there were vocal hooks and yeah yeah <laughs> it turned out really well somehow i don't know but uh all those lines it, you were doing man yeah it <laughs> um it was a lot of fun uh yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I think the Mountain the Crater is definitely, like, one that really uh, hits home for most of us. Uh, and it's it also, like, helps. I mean, we play that last in the set. I mean, it's the last yeah. on the EP. Usually, for the most part, we play the EP, like, as an entirety, uh, like, in order. Yeah, uh, so it, it flows perfectly, we think, um, for the most part. And so... Uh, the Mountain of the Crater is a lot of fun. Uh, it's a really good song. It's also it's like a personal favorite for a lot song. of us. And I've had a lot of fans like tell me, like, hey, man, that last song you guys played was my favorite of the whole show. Nice. Yeah. So. Good to have a positive message along with it, too. Mm -hmm. um, got a couple of random questions here. So what do you guys put on your hot dogs? Oh, uh, bananas, jelly, and peanut butter. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> then I take off. All righty. That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> traditional kind of dude. It's vanilla. No, on no, 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 I'm just the old uh, um, ketchup and mustard. Okay, I like an extra okay. bun on mine. No <laughs> hot dog. I, I too be liking some buns. A hot burrito. 
Bro, okay, so if it's not like ketchup and mustard, it's got to be chili. Like you got yeah, to. a chili dog chili. household. I had a chili dog <laughs> once and hated it. I'll be honest with You're you. You're fucking okay. Never mind. He's out of the band. Can you kick yeah. him? Like, Shut it. Does his opinion really matter? <laughs> I mean, his opinion matters the most because he's actually the one who's supposed to um, lead the band, control the vibe. Yeah. yeah. I don't even do that well. No, shut the. <laughs> yeah, this dude listens to me at practice. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude there's I some parts where I follow Zane. For dude, yeah, why? So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, you guys are called Funeral Singer. Uh, I think it's a sweet name. Um, wh- so who do you want to sing at your funeral? Uh, oh, cool. That's good. Uh, Ideally, Zane. Fucking- Ideally, uh, Corey from Norma Jean. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, no. Um. Donovan Malero. Oh, dude. Yeah, Donovan Malero. Like. His, I'll oh, take Andrew Malou from, from like Richelieu. Anthony Green. Anthony. And, oh, Anthony Green. Yeah, Anthony Green. Yeah, Anthony Green. Yeah. Yeah. If I can get Andrew Malou from Richelieu to sing at my funeral, <laughs> I think I think that's another win. You don't do music anymore. So good luck. Huh? Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> oh, I heard that. Uh, Your death would be the thing that'd bring them together, though. <laughs> hey, that's a win. Hey, Tears for Fears uh, came back. Tears, you know. like I, yeah, that's I, I an old ass band, Fears. man. I forgot about that. They just came back and they put out like a solid ass fucking yeah. single. Like I, listen? yeah, no, it's so good. It's called the Tipping Point. It's like it sounds like uh, it sounds more like the Cure than it sounds like their old stuff. But it's and like, then Patrick got into the Cure. Yeah, the yeah. same day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, and I live here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this uh, is like, Beastie Rockers asking what songs do you want played at your funeral? Uh, funeral Singer by Norma Jean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> End of Blood by Bolt from Valentine. Yeah. Like, that's literally the song that got me in the metal. No, no, you yeah. gotta do like Leave Out All the Rest by uh Oh my god, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park, bro. That shit's <laughs> sad. Closing time. Whatever the last song is that the Rev was on for Avenged Sevenfold, I want that one. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like when you everybody goes silent, <laughs> just slightly squint. Yeah. Hey, I bobs his own event sevenfold. What, what are you talking about? Guy with a face on his shirt has an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that that shirt makes me want to kiss you more, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, oh. Uh, inevitably, June asks, "What is the one thing you want listeners to take away from your music?" Here find, something <laughs> find something better find something better um just love each other i don't know man <laughs> really it's is a hard question individuality i guess i like i feel like so we kind of like talked about this a little bit but i feel like a lot of our i guess ideology ends up coming from an idea of like the way that previous generations have kind of primed like our generation for uh living Mm. and um with like a lack of knowledge and it kind of like for me gives off kind of like a pissed off need for individuality and that doesn't necessarily even mean you have to be like even disruptive outwardly i mean like if that's your product no no you should yeah you should yeah 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 yeah, no actually (laughs) yeah no just i mean like yeah me me saying that like uh activism is very important very good um whereas all that good stuff um yeah don't change unless you make it yeah. yeah regardless though like like i work in escrow or whatever like we work for the man now yeah but i mean like we have like <laughs> tattoos and shit and it's like about like normalizing like things that uh 
weren't um, once previous generations may have looked down upon or like living in a way that I guess normalizes um what is it certain lifestyles that may have not been uh seen as good enough or as uh valid normalize being the person who you are meant to be yeah yeah Yeah. i mean like we're all like what is it either like lgbtq or have like uh like experiences with it as well so yeah (laughs) okay yeah and so like i mean look (laughs) yeah but like regardless it's um more of an idea of like I don't know. I, I want people to feel empowered and to like feel like like what the like the music scene was for me, like whenever I was younger was um it was like my hangout place. Like it was like where I went to feel normal because I lived in some like what is it, upper class like uh what is it like conservative uh like suburb or whatever, mm. not upper class, but like middle class conservative suburb and everybody thought that they were like uh I, we call it like fake country. And, okay um, yeah yeah it's bro country the person yeah walmart no it's cowboys. like you, you act country walmart cowboys i love that that's <laughs> yeah. so good that's so good dude yeah. hey song title right there walmart cowboys i really like that no 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 patrick no. will write it down <laughs> walmart cowboy is that what you said it's a good one yeah, let's walmart cowboys yeah, that's, a good that one. One. That's, that's pretty good actually don't get oh, patrick but... on his list of song titles <laughs> oh my god yeah if okay yeah well this is the outro. one song title. Yeah. One wow. song title here in a minute. Just like an idea that, like, regardless, uh, um, <laughs> regardless, it it's was so uh, bad somebody else is going to use it. Regardless, that was a place where I could feel normal and stuff. And one of the things, like, to go on about that is, like, obviously, that may not have always been the safest for like um, people of like different demographics and stuff like that. And especially, like, um, on the conversation of like abuse and uh, um, stuff like that's going on in the music scene but um, oh, yeah. yeah that being said like it's more of an idea of like we want to come here be ourselves and also make this place safe and make it like um, I don't know somewhere that people can actually lean on as a community and that's more like the way that we've been attempting to interact with our own local scene but that's i guess kind of what we try to get across with our music as well is like hey here's a bunch of fucked up shit that like we're upset about or that we're upset at ourselves about and um let's deal with it i guess um so yeah i mean that's that's where i that's what i would say i don't know like i i also can't put in um words for everybody else a lot of it uh or at least for me personally uh is like I don't know. Uh, basically, uh, outwardly stating, "Hey, you can trauma bond with us." Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's that's like a lot of uh, a lot of. I mean, like I said before, uh, the whole EP is basically it ended up turning into a concept of uh, different forms of uh, abuse in society. Um, and so, yeah, it was basically just like, yeah, we've gone through this, like, and and, mm. and this is like the the shit we've had to deal with or had to see. Um, and you can definitely come to us and talk to talk about it like we mm, we know we which get is it. an actual like it, even an important thing like at our shows and stuff yeah, um, yeah. it's like want to make a safe space that people can come and be yeah to communicate and it's or like just hang out you know yeah and it's also like like in my opinion important like at the very least like again talking about those like uh, uh um situations where like dudes are being really like, creepy on some girls or whatever and shit is being having your showgoers be able to know that they can come and talk to you and say like, Hey, I'm not comfortable right now. And, and we'll go do something about it. Yeah. And it's, 
like trying to facilitate a safe space where people can be open about themselves and their emotions and not have to be concerned about like some dude heart like being creepy or being pushy or like doing anything like that is that a problem in your scene uh definitely it has been it at minimum was yeah and i mean honestly there's always shitty and shitty people in the yeah world, well i mean like, that's another thing like i've even noticed like in a lot of music scenes or whatever and even like whenever like warp tour was like a thing especially um i like i was having a conversation with some of my friends um that kind of like fucked me up a little bit i guess is like whenever on a certain level aren't the bands that played warp tour um not culpable but like at least partially guilty for facilitating the situations where people could be predatory and stuff hmm. and it's like it's rough to think about because like in a certain sense it's like playing in a band like yes these people came to your show and in a sense you like allowed them allowed these toxic people to be around each other and allowing them to have the opportunity to do bad things and uh so like Being outward that we don't stand for that yeah yeah and so like i've heard about it in a lot of like a lot of other scenes right now like our our scenes just kind of like it, it's building it's back its up feet again yeah it's finding its feet again and at the same time a lot of those sorts of people that were in the scene have already been kicked out and like that are like basically shunned to the point of where they stop coming to shows or like anything like that and okay. so like it's a thing that we're working on but it's also a thing that i think like is it's really tough to notice i mean especially like i mean like especially being like a dude who's in a band or whatever like i'm probably i'm much less likely um or much less likely to have to worry about like some drunk dude coming up and trying to fucking grow up on me or trying to like be like, Oh, Hey, you should marry me and stuff, which is a thing that like we've seen at actual shows. Yeah. And, God like, damn. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. No, like, <laughs> what is it? Well, we were in a place to stay and like, I like, that was another thing that like, I was like having to think about is like, like we were 16 and 17 and stuff ourselves, but it's like going to play shows and like the guitarist from another band will come up to like my, would come up, not would just did came up to one of my like 14 year old friends or whatever and was like hey you should marry me and stuff and he's like drunk as shit and it's like oh yeah at, at the time we didn't have like like the vocabulary or the understanding to say or do more than just like uh yeah let's just uh, get, get get you away from that person or whatever right just be, hey, man you're being awkward um and it's now it's like like Brother, if you're like walking up to a 14 year old girl and being like, oh, hey, you should marry me or like, oh, you're pretty and stuff. It's you like got problems. Yeah, you have an actual fucking problem. And it's like, like something has to be like said about it. And right. not not necessarily even like going on the whole like call out culture thing, but more of just like yeah, we some... believe in re rehabilitation. You know, we want people to like get healthy and figure their shit out. And to an extent, like obviously there yeah. are extreme cases shit and yeah, uh, like restorative justice is really important at the same time like um whatever accountability is also important and accountability also comes from like what the uh, victim wants and so like we we want to facilitate a healthy place where people can learn and grow um and facilitate a safe scene and stuff um, is not just here, but in any other scene. Um, and we want it to be important that people can talk to us about their problems and can talk to us about like things that are bothering them. But at, like at the end of the day, it's not about like trying to tear anything apart or make anything like worse or just say like, fuck you and like not try to at least address or fix the problem or educate. It's just uh, um, we, we want what's best 
I guess, is what I'm kind of trying to get at. Oh, hell yeah, man. Uh, just trying to foster a good community. I like that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, let's talk about some show stories. Uh, what's the best oh, show you guys yeah. have played? The, um, the best, you said? The best. Hasn't oh. happened. <laughs> no good shows. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, a couple days. Yeah. Um, I mean, we uh, we just played a show with If I Die First. Uh, yeah. That was, that, that was probably my favorite show, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, that was yeah, a lot of fun. I mean, that was a that was a blast. Uh they've they've been like personal um I don't know, favorite artists for a while, at least for me. Um I think for everyone though, for the most part uh we've all really liked them for a while, so it was really cool getting to see them and not only that, but we got to talk to them for like a fat yeah, yeah. fucking second. They were just cool um, just like hanging out. Yeah, they were great. big moments. They like bought our merch and shit as well. Yeah. Like it was confusing. We were like, "What the <laughs> fuck? What are you doing?" <laughs> See, I haven't actually uh, listened to them. I, I saw them with the like CU Space Cowboy collab, but I never actually listened to their other stuff. I didn't even know that they had like an album. Oh my god, it's like old school post hardcore, man. That's yeah. just it's yeah. so like good. It's just so yeah. fucking good. Um, yeah, their guitarist is from uh, from first to last. Do what? And the drummer. Oh, from first to last. Yeah. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, they're, they're from from first to last. Yeah, and um, and then like they're uh, two like vocalists um are like each like uh sad boy trap artists as well. That's Zane's bread and butter. Well, actually. Yeah. 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 More of a producer though, but yeah. Um, um yeah, and so uh, they're they're fucking amazing. It was a really like fun time to get to hang out with them like for yeah. a while uh, and hear their their fun stories and their they like, like, they us, like cool advice. information yeah yeah they gave us a ton of advice and it was it was really really good time um I'm trying to think of what other bands like because for the most part uh this band has he played like it was a lot of fun well, yeah no, that's, yeah seven, that was that was a good time um seven, seven. oh yeah, yeah this, the seventh heaven it was kind of like our first show back from covid uh, i guess it, it was our first show back yeah. from covid and a ton of people came out we have this awesome local venue that just lets uh anybody yeah. play they don't charge anything they have um it's like a record store a head shop and a sex shop and yeah. it has a base <laughs> hold on hold on hold on God and damn. it has a base that throws shows to local bands for free yeah it's <laughs> like they're like, they're just the best yeah, people they're the best crazy, totally doing their part you know what i mean yeah, but, <laughs> yeah that was awesome, awesome show. a ton of a ton of people came out and got to see a ton of like old faces from the scene and a ton of new faces and that actually really inspired me like i was really glad to see a bunch of people i didn't know yeah you know what i mean <laughs> yeah well i mean also a lot of people that we hadn't seen in like like years or two years, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah a year or two years and stuff like that just because of uh again sick- yeah sickness sucks mm-hmm. And it was uh, great. We got to raise like, God, it was like $700 for charity as well, as well yeah. as like a ton of fucking clothes. Like it was amazing that we got. Wait, uh, so like a charity uh, or something? Yeah. Or, yeah, or okay. yeah. So, so my, uh, one of my good friends, um, what is it? It's, uh, I don't ever know them by their first name. Yeah. Let me go double check. Yeah. No, it's Sawyer. Um, oh, yeah. their name is Sawyer. Um, they are, they've been a friend of mine for like years. And uh, they used to be like a caseworker or whatever for sexual assault victims. And they've always been like a part of like, uh, like activism here in Kansas City, like in any form. But right now they're working at a uh, kind of like a halfway house to an extent um, called Pride Haven. It's just their face. Oh, yeah. Sawyer Thomas. Yeah. Um, but it's called Pride Haven. Um, and what they essentially do is uh, house um, homeless and like uh, intransient uh 
what is it, people between the ages of, I think it was like 16 or 17 and uh, 24, um, basically need a place to stay and like clothes and food and stuff, um, mostly focused on the LGBTQ community. Um, but if, yeah, like if you're in the Kansas City area or whatever, and like you need assistance, they also give a lot of, uh, um, what is it, like networks and a lot of like uh, avenues. Yeah, to avenues like, to like get yourself back on your feet and stuff. Um, and they are really awesome. But I, I would, yeah, I'm friends with uh, Sawyer and we, uh, I just asked them like, Hey, would you guys want to have a table here or whatever? Yeah. Um, we'll do like a like $5. A show. Yeah. We'll do a $5 suggested donation and the donations will go to, uh, um, them and stuff. And what is it? Have people like bring clothes and canned food and stuff. And like, it was like really awesome. It just, it's That's like cool another thing. Yeah. yeah. Like it's another thing to me is like getting the Kansas city music scene more involved with the kansas city community yeah in in general i feel like is like really important towards like not just fostering a healthier um community for the music scene but also fostering a healthier more integrated community for kansas city in general and so that's kind of like the thought process between like doing stuff like that and like that's like one of the coolest things i've heard one of the band that's come on here it's one of the coolest things that i've heard one of them say so uh, it's really cool that y'all are involved in that Nice. Um, on another note, B Dowdy in a chat saying slam dancing with some double dongs in the pit, and I, I would bet that that's happened at that venue before. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, straight up, imagine you go upstairs, buy buy two of the doubles, and you're just like, oh my god! <laughs> you know, it hasn't happened at our shows yet, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. no, that is the ticket to entry. If one yeah. person's not doing that, we're not playing. Yeah. <laughs> So those are the best shows. What's the worst show you guys have played? (laughs) We played three shows as a band. We played more than that before you guys. Um, Yeah, there was a okay, but it only matters after we got here. Oh my god! Okay, so we played a show. um, It was like a battle of the band show. um, In like, uh, was it 2019? The summer slaughter show. Yeah, Euro Singer. Back when we were playing as a four piece, Um, and. Is like this with the people that I think it's with. Yeah. yeah. Um. What is it? We uh. I don't know. I mean, it just wasn't good. <laughs> like we 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 had like a lot of like sloppy issues. It was more of like the actual like show itself was also just like really funny. Like some dude like uh, what is it? Busted his nose on the on his mic on accident, or it was like Jeez. I think he kneed himself in the face and started How do you going do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so they have these like uh, okay. boxes or whatever. Yeah. Or, okay. yeah, yeah, they had these like stomp boxes or whatever. They like, I don't want to give too many details. Um, whatever, just a uh, like, so like a box that they would bring on stage just to put their leg up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, but, I but, saw a band that brought box. a little amp before, like, just it wasn't plugged in or anything. It was there just so he could put his foot up. Like, dude, <laughs> yeah. okay, oh and then God. they stay there the whole time. That's the problem. I don't like it whenever people like will fucking get that shit and then they will stay like on the stage in the same spot with the foot up the whole time like that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah, this dude, right this dude that's was so fucking good. headbanging and going up and down and all that shit and i guess he fucking like missed the uptake right he like just missed i don't know stopping himself from continuing to go and just straight face planted into his own knee <laughs> Yeah, was fucking bleeding and bleeding and then they fucking they stopped the song halfway through and this guy goes I bleed for you. And then yeah, fucking, I did this for you. And then too. fucking complete to go. It was Dude, so the, fucking the best, funny. The best oh I had to use the mic afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I fucking I had to go up there and I was like, 
bro i was talking to the sound guy i was like dude come on um do you guys have an extra mic like i'm not yeah. this, and this guy like got off the stage and he just starts fucking hurling yeah like, <laughs> And I'm like, and you, what this is this? Like a day when it was like 105 like, degrees out. <laughs> it was so hot, and I was just like, dude, please, please tell me you got another mic. Like, <laughs> please, for the love of God, like it's, it's got crazy. blood. He's still holding it. There's blood all over him. It's like, fuck. All right. Um, that was wild. Um, and then we, uh, me and Patrick, uh, whenever we were in our first band, oh together, no, uh, we um, so we did like a little uh tour, right? And okay. um, oh, you probably have a better story of of. Well, I was gonna uh, talk about. Oh uh, yeah, we we're gonna talk about the the Aaron, the Aaron show. Oh sorry, didn't mean to name drop. Anyway, um, <laughs> there was okay. So there's two, I guess. We had so we went on a tour, um, right? And so first we went, we played a show in Raytown, which is like right south of KC. Uh, and then we went up to uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and then we went to Chicago over the course of like three days. And then we went to Joplin, Missouri right after. But in Chicago, um, we played a show and uh, there was a lot of like technical issues that were going on with like the venue, um, whether or not we were actually going to do the show, uh, whether or not who was doing the promotion and like all this kind of stuff. Um, and basically it came down to like just us and another band. And we basically like kind of begged the promoter to like keep it on and like do it uh just so we had something to do that day and um we ended up playing the show to solely the other band mm-hmm. just, <laughs> just the other band that was there and it actually ended up being fucking sick because like the venue owner um like gave us a free pizza let us like it's a pizza shop hookah. yeah it was like a, a pizza shop plus a bar plus a hookah store like this dude oh, yeah, hookah lounge store. Yeah, and so he like gave us free hookah, um, and pizza and like beer and shit. Why and are the like, places that y'all play like multiple things? Like I don't know. Got to draw multiple shop, crowds. You got the pizza venue, fans, pizza, yeah. got the sex fans at our shows. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> having some sex havers at our shows. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that was that was a fucking that was a fucking good time. Uh also a bad time because it, it oh yeah it, no because i, I smoked like way too much hookah and like basically like what is it ended up like hurling like right after yeah. <laughs> it was really bad yeah um and then okay so another one the the best worst show that we ever played me and patrick oh um, yeah our drummer from our first band together um like had just turned 18 so we were like 16 or 17 at the time i think we were like yeah we were like 16 or 17 um because he's like older than me by a year or so um but uh he had just graduated high school and so we were doing his high school graduation party at his house and i'll go ahead patrick i'm sure no i'm just gonna say yeah we we, so yeah we we did a uh, graduation party show at his house Um, i got you yeah 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 no i i what is it like i love explaining this what is it um us and uh zane and i and another band um what is it went to get like mcdonald's like right afterwards and like all the people are like still there and stuff and uh i got a call um what is it while we're at mcdonald's um and it's our drummer and he goes where are you guys and it's like uh getting mcdonald's what's up and he goes oh okay i go are you drunk <laughs> he's like yeah. yeah so he's like started speeding or whatever like the oh no the adults let them have alcohol or whatever and uh we're 16 
Yeah. No, it was bad. Like, um, apparently, like, his dad had gotten so drunk that he, that, that in the garage, they had a pool table. And then right in front had. of it, um, you had. Had. Um, had is a very, like, mechanical <laughs> part of the story. It yeah. Is. What is it? But anyways, it was also, like, raining profusely. And so his dad got, like, so drunk that he, like, started stripping on his car, like, on his son's car or whatever. And There's still a lot of people do. here, including yeah. adults. Yeah. Including like stripping, like strip dancing or whatever, and then decided to jump from the car to the pool table and just completely smashed it. (laughs) All the legs fucking gave out and (laughs) it just planted. So we show up like from getting McDonald's and the fucking pool tables on the ground with all the legs broken. And we're just like, what the fuck happened? (laughs) And this dude uh, is standing there with like two other guys, mind you, the dad with his shirt off and two other dudes (laughs) that are older. And they're like, Hey, you guys drink? And we're just like, I mean, yes. <laughs> is that the answer? Is this the answer that we need to give? And they fucking like hand us a bottle of like Hennessy and like what was the it was like some sort of Crown like oil. dark yeah, 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 Crown Royal. And then um like some uh like rum or something like that. Yeah. Um and uh we fucking end up like downing like they had like three fourths of the bottle left and me and him together downed the rest of this bottle at the age of 16, um, which is why we should not name drop who these people were. But yeah, um, um, mind you, yeah, don't underage drinking. Yeah, don't don't drink underage. Um, <laughs> and we downed the rest of this bottle. And I just vividly remember this one of the like this oldest dude like turning to me and going, how did you do that? How did you? I, and I was just like, I don't know, man. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just weird, bro. Um, and so we like st- stood there and like hung out. And mind you, this was like after we played the show. We played the show. We went to McDonald's, came back. Um, and so they, those, these older guys were there. Uh, and I guess we had like hung out with them. Uh, the, our drummer's dad's wife uh, was like, you need to get to bed. You're fucking plastered. You got work. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All this shit. Um and so he drunkenly like leaves and then we were just like what the fuck just happened and he like sneaks he like opens the door creaks open and like looks back. i just wanted to tell you i wanted to warn you if you're looking for more alcohol do not look above the fridge do not look in the bottom drawer of the fridge there is not more alcohol there you know there's not <laughs> you like slowly closed the the door and like we we're like all right uh, i see you. <laughs> um, uh and we, we fucking we go and grab the rest of that alcohol and meet up with the rest of the band that was in the basement and boy oh boy it gets fucking wild um we had <laughs> this fucking dude who was like who 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 was our age or maybe like a year younger yeah um we didn't he drunk off or he talked uh, he got drunk off of a beer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had drank like one beer. Sounds like a me thing to do. Giving him alcohol. That was the problem. People kept giving him alcohol. Um and this kid was plastered. Um we actually wrote a song about it. Um at the, <laughs> uh plastered saint. Um it was like it, yeah, it was it was kind of, I mean that we got the name at least from that. Okay. Anyways, um this kid got fucking so hammered that he um i mean, he wouldn't stop like, playing the harmonica yeah yeah he did play the harmonica. 
no, um, no. Like, what is it? He had him for this harmonica, and everybody kept trying to tell him, like, dude, you need to go to sleep. And like, they'd like, oh yeah, no, and he'd run off. He fucking would <laughs> run off, and then you'd hear little harmonica noises. Not finished or anything, and so like you couldn't see anything other than like what the TV illuminated, and you would just hear out of the corner like little harmonica noises, and it's like, hey, bro, get, get back to sleep, like, and all this shit. And then this kid, we thought he was finally asleep, and um. And then we like all were like starting to like wind down and turn in for the night, and he was missing. And we fucking like all go searching because this basement was pretty big, searching with flashlights to find this kid. And um, he was like inchworming. <laughs> Little did he know, he fucking found an upwards nail, an inchworm oh my God, I yeah. directly into the nail. And didn't realize it. <laughs> and so we found him, got picked him up, and we're like trying to take him back. And we're like, bro, are you good? And he was like, yeah. And he had blood just like fucking dripping down his face. And we're like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Like, we, we, is he good? Like, I, you, I, he's, he's not good. I already, like, I, it was like, I'd like gone to sleep, mind you. <laughs> How did we get to this conversation? This this was when I knew me and Patrick were friends. Yeah. Because Patrick got ridiculously wasted and I had to hold his hair up (laughs) like while he was puking at the party. Uh, It was fucked. Yeah, no, regardless (laughs) though, like I woke up, like I was one of the first people to fall asleep. So I woke up in the morning or whatever and like had just heard about this or whatever. And I uh, walk into the uh, main room where everybody's sleeping and I was like, who wants McDonald's? (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> pops up or whatever and it just gash across his face and i just yeah. started losing my shit <laughs> just like the, like you got a harry potter scar it was really bad dude, he still has it like like i think we <laughs> caught up with him like a couple years later this dude like, has a scar like on his yeah, harry potter Jesus scar. christ dude i hope he got treated for tetanus or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah that's well, yeah inevitably as as june is asking how good was he at the harmonica though <laughs> <laughs> not real like, question like 16 year old yeah fair enough. like honestly, <laughs> especially he's probably got them uh drunk man powers as well like yeah. uh like, like playing towerfall yeah towerfall <laughs> yeah no there's this archery game that we used to play called towerfall and you like uh you're like this little um dude or whatever pops around her and like you shoot arrows and you have to like pick the arrows back up it's like a 2D, like 8-bit sort of game, 16-bit. Being and drunk makes you really good at the game. Yeah, for whatever reason, <laughs> being drunk makes you amazing at it. Don't know why, but you get drunk powers. I mean, no shit. Like, Patrick and I had beat, like, most of the game. There was only, like, the last few bosses left. And then for a while, Patrick and I were just hanging out and drinking, like, every yeah. night. Every night. And then every night, we would just inch away at these bosses and just get better and better. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> And then it'd be four in the morning. I'm like, motherfucker. I also want to put out we're not alcoholics. <laughs> There's a lot of alcohol stories. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know, man. Like, I thought I had all my alcohol stories in high school or whatever and, like, calmed down. And, yeah, I don't now know. Now you throw bonfires every weekend. Yeah. So like, I, don't, I don't really drink anymore, but, um, like, I do, like, a little bit, but... Oh my god, so like there was a bonfire we did like a few uh, weeks ago and we stopped by Home Depot. Uh, Dude, let's go! No, I'm telling oh the shit, I'm telling okay, the shit. Alright, so um, 
we don't have uh, trees with accessible wood. Anyway, so we go get firewood from Home Depot. And we had just gone uh, to a local show at Seventh Heaven, actually. And we were going to go, like, have a little get-together. We were going to go get firewood. And we're walking to the firewood at Home Depot. And there's this sweet old lady that's like, oh, you guys look cute. What are you guys doing tonight? We're like, we actually just came from a show, but we're going to go have a bonfire if you want to come. No, and- okay. I had walked off. Yeah, Patrick just fucking left me there. Yeah, I was thing. like, I what is it? I was trying to rush and get the firewood before like people started getting to our house. Yeah, and uh, I I am yeah. very a very big proponent of fucking around and finding out <laughs> because honestly, I have not found out a whole lot in my life. So I just I just be winging everything, right? Um, so <laughs> this uh, this old lady, I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna invite her. She's not gonna come. Um, but she fucking pulls oh, up. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm like sitting out front making sure people like know where they're going or whatever. And like, um, I see this white car pull up and this lady go, is this address or whatever? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, okay, Jared invited me. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I like go like sprinting out back to the bonfire. Like Jared, this is your problem now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she, she's literally like 80. Yeah, like that's like, not an exaggeration. I think she's like seventy nine. Yeah, um, she said just she barely needed, not eighty. She needed help up the stairs. Like we have, <laughs> I, I don't know, like fifteen stairs to get to our house or something like that. So I went and helped her up the stairs and helped her like into the little step in the house and like walked her around. And she was, you just like really slowly trotting around. And there's one more step to get into our backyard. So step to get into the backyard and then she's back there and i'm like fucking sparky's here like i'm like i'm floored i'm absolutely floored I've found out in my life right I'm floored. Um, and and she she's just sweet old lady man she just like she doesn't care like we're, we're obviously a bunch of weirdos so we have a bunch of weirdos over to our bonfires because it's awesome and uh, i mean i love i love weird people they're the best uh but no, she's just like making her way around to every person and just saying like, hi, who she is, and like how she got here and like talk about life and real estate. She really likes real estate. <laughs> was this the one that I didn't go to? Uh, you, you haven't, haven't gone to, to any of them. Yeah, you, what? You been to, like, <laughs> multiple. We do this like every week. Yeah. Right? Oh, week. well, now I'm quitting my job. Maybe I'll show like, up. So, well. okay. Hold on. Were you guys playing like, like fucking punk music and shit? Like, and she was just yeah. vibing? Like, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that, <laughs> no, that is crazy. That's great. Yeah, but I, so I, I see her at Home Depot still, and I invite her every time, and she hasn't come, but she still texts me sometimes. <laughs> and she's like, no, straight up. She's awesome. like, I'm having a garage sale if you want to come by and look. <laughs> you got a sugar mama. She's a true fan. <laughs> if you are not, like, what is her name? Sparky. Her name Sparky, Sparky. Yeah. If you're not, her like, name epic Sparky, name? not a fan of Funeral fuck? Singer or music. Oh, okay, her name's Rita, but her party name is Sparky. Oh, okay. ah, <laughs> real party animal. No, no, yeah. no, dude. Okay, so you, you do you have Home Depot wherever uh, you're from? <laughs> yeah, of course, man. Come on. Okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> man. Some people don't have Walmart, all right? So you know how the He's Home Depot around fun now. like orange vests. So on her orange vest, it had Rita and then a line through it and Sparky underneath. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's her Home Depot party party name. Yeah. Yeah, we're home depot party animals. Uh, I hate it. Shout out to Rita, aka Sparky. I love <laughs> Sparky. Yeah. So uh, back to the band. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's been like 20 minutes. Uh, so you guys have just the, the one shirt, or do y'all have like other merch? Oh, yeah, we have two. We do have two shirts. You have, you have two, one shirts. two shirts. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. The other one. In between all of us, there's like five or six. Uh, shut up. Oh, nice. You can't buy this one, but still look at it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, y'all should put that stuff up on Bandcamp or something. People could... Uh... That's what I was saying. Is the plan. Yeah, we're working on it. Uh, you don't have any physicals for the EP? No, we do. We, we, do. Do. Yeah. we have CDs. Dude, we're put this one. stuff up oh. on Bandcamp. <laughs> we're fine. It's, oh. it's going. <laughs> so, uh, to close this out, uh, just real quickly, what's your album of the year? Oh, yeah. Dude, the question I've been fucking... Twisted World Perspective by Fall 50 Feet. Ooh, oh, there we go. That's a good one. It's a mixture between that and uh, I'm Sorry, Mr. Salesman by Mouth Breather. Both good. bangers. Yeah, Dude, the fucking uh, EP Serling put out. Ooh, yeah, that's actually, that's uh, so B funny. Dowdy in, in chat is uh, Brandon for their their drummer. Oh, dude! Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up, bro? Come to Kansas City, please. Yeah, yeah. I'll kiss you. Married. <laughs> you get married. Seventh Heaven. Yeah, they seven have heaven. all. They have literally everything you could ever need. Yeah, <laughs> we can certify with dildos, bro. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know why we're not doing that. Literally, yeah. none of us have thought of this until you mentioned it. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either way, yeah. So, Serling, um, what about for you? Can I can I cheat oh, yeah. and say a 2020 album? I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Okay, so it's a uh, Nova Lascara. We suffer from memory and imagination. Dude, that's um, a band I need to look into more. I, I think I've heard like one or two songs that I need to listen to like a full thing. Um, so I'm a big nerd. Uh, so I can tell. Me, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I have um, uh, Scene Kid in the front and Party in the back. So <laughs> Scene Kid in the front, I like it. <laughs> um, no, it's, a, it's like a mix of like modern scram sounds and proggy stuff. Much but like gays. Yeah, yeah, and it's also it's also like I don't know, just really vibey, really vibey, um, like fell body, and that's that's the stuff I've really been into recently. Like I came from like a lot of like prog kid kind of music, and then converge. Uh, I mean, converge slaps too, but uh, converge is not prog kid music. No, I know it's just uh, okay. Like so, between the buried and music. No, whenever I first uh, whenever I first um, started talking to Jared or whatever, they were just like really into converge. <laughs> oh, dude, I still have Jane Doe in my car right now. Yeah, like, literally right now, Jane Doe's in my car. But dude, Jane Doe's fucking sick. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Thomas? Yeah. What's your album of the year, man? Not out yet, but I know it's gonna be the new Every Time I Die album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm a okay. tattoo. Got the tattoo. Yeah, you bet. I'm always repping the boys. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Kyle? Um, I'm really bad at listening to music. The closest thing I probably have is uh, Colors 2, the Between the Barry and Me put out a couple really? of months ago. It, it Honestly, it was okay, but that's like the newest album I've listened to. <laughs> yeah. You liked uh, 156 Silence's uh, Rational yeah, Pole. That's true. Yeah, I did really like that. I think that was last year, though. Yeah, yeah. Then you knock loose EP, though. Oh my god! Out today, I but out today. like, what they is have it? the new I EP? It. I didn't know that. What the fuck? Yeah, it's, they it's put it's out a whole concept EP it. with a visualizer yeah. for the whole it, EP. Yeah, like it's an actual like short film, and like I watched it. Um, what is it with the music? And now, like, anytime I listen to the music, I can't like stop thinking about the video. Like, it's really like visually pleasing. But That's also, sick. Like, weird and like I don't know, like existential and stuff. It's like really cool. What about huh. you, Chris? Oh me, uh, I got a couple. Um. I guess right now it's probably between uh, 
Frontiers oxidized, and uh, I I don't remember the name of it. I wish I did. Um, but Moratorio. Uh, <laughs> well, definitely for for EPs. Um, but uh, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot their name. Oh shit, they're gonna kill me. <laughs> Is it the name of the band or the name of the album or both? Name of the band. Oh, both actually, both actually. Um, Pac-Man the movie. Uh, oh my god. I mean that that shit is fucking dope too. Uh, one second, one second, one second, because I want to make sure. Death goals. There you oh, go. Boom. There we go. Death goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the new Death Goals yeah, is yeah. fucking sick, man. So yeah. them and uh, Frontier's new album is uh, is awesome. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about all I had to talk about. She had something else you wanted to bring up. Um, how was your day? Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> got, got a little worse since it started. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You guys are good. Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> now he's in. It took him Keeping up the reputation. We <laughs> Didn't we see this like a pee pee poo poo household or something like yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a pee pee poo poo stream. Yeah, it's a pee pee yeah. poo poo friendly stream. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, like, big things coming soon, but big things coming soon. We got we got this EP. <laughs> we got some other stuff we can't quite talk about yet. Yeah, like I'm next year's so, already. Yeah. So fucking stoked for the future of this band. My like, wallet is I'm not, never, but I yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. No, dude, like we're we're actually like we to make this work, dude. This yeah. is working. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like next year we have some out of state stuff going on and some other like big stuff coming to Kansas City as well. So yeah, we have some names you might have heard of. Before. Yeah, and, and it's like we're just super stoked that they ended up being able to come around here. Yeah, or us go around there. Go yeah, let's go around there. So yeah, like next year's looking like really fucking sick, and we have some uh, big stuff we're gonna be rolling out at the end of this year as well. Yeah. So new content soon. Um, but yeah, along with like we're about to do like an entire like. Um, add a bunch of stuff to our merch line. Actually, put our merch online. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, which is now going to be top priority. Now that we think about it, um, I guess we should and, also uh, like shout out uh, Pickwick Commons as well. Oh yes, okay. Because they're big homies with us. We've been big homies with them for like fuck, like yeah. four or five years now. Yeah. Like uh, um, Adam, Adam fan. Loki is like yeah. what is it? One of one of the dudes. Like he's like. Helping us just with advice or like how to how to handle shows and or like booking stuff, of like band management. He's like yeah, the like, seventh member of funeral. Yeah, so <laughs> awesome. yeah right, right behind Ben Turkovich. So like that—that's the thing I was gonna say earlier. Like whenever it comes to like putting out a product or whatever, it's like you get all your stuff together and get it as good as you possibly can get it um, with like your material, and then you take it to somebody else whose job is to basically take that and get it to as good as they can possibly get it, which is hopefully higher, and then like basically like. <laughs> what is it expound like that to where like you have an actual like what is it like really super fleshed out product that is like again just like as pleasing as it can be and oh, yeah. um we tried to like kind of build like a network of a few people that we work with really consistently um to help facilitate that and especially like they they understand like the idea that we have going on with the band and um what we're looking for and are willing to work with us learn with uh, or learn from us teach us stuff and uh they're not learning anything from us <laughs> hey, uh, talking as it, ben, ben learned about shitting his pants to completion that is that's yeah. an important lesson in life <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah oh no <laughs> you don't get <laughs> once you 
Turning 18 is whenever you get your cum muscle. I remember. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, okay. We didn't even... We, we managed to avoid the song title that Patrick was... Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Let's continue to avoid that. We have this song um, list. Chris and, wants um, to go home. <laughs> okay. Last thing. Last thing. It's important. So we had this... Uh, um, we do this thing where we'll like flip around the first letters of words and stuff. And so we were Spoonable. talking about this clearing would be an example. Yeah. Or um, <laughs> what the frick is. A, yeah, yeah. What the frick is a fuckative. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's Glennon, one of our songs. Yeah, I was going to say. Okay, Glass cannon. Glass um, cannon. But we have, it's just like, you know how like puns are the lowest form of humor? That's, yeah, yeah. Well, puns, are great. puns are great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, where the, somebody said like, if the shoe fits and one of us said, oh, if the foo shits. And so we decided we were going to turn that entire concept into an EP, and it was going to basically the cover was going to be a just really shittily drawn picture of Dave Grawl, like just like what is it? No like jawline whatsoever, no shape to anything, just kind of like head looking like a potato, and you got the hair, and then like just eyes, and obviously <laughs> the uh, face, yeah, checks that box, the, the, the chin strap or whatever. But it's like otherwise it just looks like a potato, and it's like a pencil drawing. And um, we were wanting to name one of the songs on it. Um, um, it's certainly Dave Grawl, but it would definitely win a lawsuit. Yeah, close enough to look at Dave Grawl, but definitely yeah. win a lawsuit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't a know, lot of these song titles come from, I, like, inside jokes. How funny this was, though, is nobody laughed. And, <laughs> it it was worth the three minutes to get there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I love it. this. <laughs> you love it. Oh, I do love it. I, I am the resident arbiter of chaos in this house. You'd think it'd be Patrick. You really would. <laughs> anyways yeah but yeah uh, inevitably june is saying please put your mercy online i'm gonna hold you to that patrick yeah. merch, merch, merch. merch online yeah. oh okay okay cool, cool. i yeah. also would like to hold patrick but i respect their boundaries <laughs> um, either way no so that's probably going to be a thing we'll be like taking care of like tomorrow actually um or at least trying to get it set patrick up. making big promises I, I, Patrick thinking tomorrow's gonna come. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, like, um, if anything else, like, you can message us and we'll, like, uh, um, get your address and, like, actually ship it to you or whatever and coordinate with that. Um, either way, okay, though, we will have it up. Like, I'm saying tomorrow, like, probably by the end of the weekend, hopefully. Um, cause that is now a big boy priority. But either way. Hell yeah, man. Uh, so if you're looking for a band on the rise, you should check out Funeral Singer's debut EP, Oratorio, which dropped back in June. Uh, you guys are on Facebook, Bandcamp, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and all streaming services. Uh, uh, any uh, social plugs that I'm missing there? Um, what is it? Uh, check out... Well, plugs for us is, yeah, Funeral Singer, Casey Mo on pretty much everything. Um, outside of that, um, hit up Alex McLaren or whatever um he's he runs oni studios he's going to do our music video um ben turkovich at uh um, covenant uh studios and Pretty sure it's turkovic oh yeah I, 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 big friends fake turkovich now big yeah, yeah big <laughs> no and um casey steinmiller yeah so casey steinmiller helped us with our uh oh, promotion oh, oh oh god okay Casey Steinmiller helped us with our uh, promotion, but he also does a lot of our pictures and a lot of uh, um, like some of our video stuff. He did our visualizers, um, but he is like an amazing like live photographer. Um, he just got done going on tour with a uh, Bayside doing pictures for them. And um, he's a local Casey dude, but he's willing to like he travels and stuff. And like, I don't know, he's been awesome. So, oh, oh yeah. and Adam Loki, um, check out Pickwick Commons. They did a cover of WAP. 
that you have to hear. It is the most. I uh, forgot they did that. Yeah. Yeah, it is the most Midwest thing I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> it's called, it's caveman mathcore. Yeah. So if you like mathcore riffs and caveman riffs, like check them out. If you out. like cavemen. Yeah, if you like cavemen. Cave math, cave math that too. Um, I love how the cats are joining us here for the end. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't have one in my room. I'd grab. Do you have to bring up that? Uh, I think someone mentioned that there is also another funeral singer from Missouri. Oh yeah. Uh, oh Dallas. yeah. We are the better one. Oh, oh there's that's, another that's, one. I never. I didn't, they're oh, from I, St. Louis. I saw yeah, one yeah. that was like a pop band or something like that, but it was like the funeral singers. Like, oh yeah, no. There's now. one from St. Louis. The, yeah, um, they're like two hours away from us, and I don't know. I don't know, man. We're cooler. You should I'm kick like, their ass. <laughs> Yeah, we're in a fist fight. Somebody actually messaged them uh, for like tickets to one of our shows or something like that, thinking they were us, and they go, uh, "Show our vocalist lives in London or something like that." Yeah, <laughs> and, and well, I mean, obviously they've also been mostly inactive for the uh, yeah, they're like a studio band in years that we've been active. So. Yeah, and we started first, so yep, we had the in a Walmart parking lot. Yeah. yeah, but it isn't trademarked. No, oh, yeah. Now inevitably June's gonna fucking trademark our bands. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as for me, if uh find me on or you can drop my channel, follow so you always know when I go live. You can also sub to get access to the interviews before they get YouTube and other streaming services, as well as get some exclusive emotes. Uh you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh YouTube folks, if you enjoyed the video, please drop a like, turn the notification bell, don't forget to subscribe. It's a great way to support me for free. Check out my music, the sound of Dance creation at the sound Pre-orders for my new album, Boomers, Zoomers, Desperate Coomers, are up now. My next oh. guest is Wilziex. Join us this Sunday, the 17th at 7 p.m. Central for the live cast. Uh thanks for being here, guys. I'll be at a good time. Bye. Yeah, this is like awesome. Hell yeah. And uh, thank you guys for watching and uh, listening.